Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. It is Thursday morning, January 4th, 2024. Nick Jr. began programming on Nickelodeon. Hello there. My name is Face. Welcome to Nick Jr. That was 35 years ago today. 25 years ago, former pro wrestler Jesse the Body Ventura. The reality of the situation is it's those young people. It's those disenchanted voters that we've reached out to. He was sworn in as Minnesota's governor. 17 years ago, history made Nancy Pelosi elected the first female Speaker of the House as Democrats took control of Congress. 13 years ago, the Mega Millions drew two winning tickets for a $380 million jackpot. Four of the six winning numbers matched those used by a lottery-winning character on the TV show Lost. Incredible. 11 years ago, after being quiet on social media for quite some time, Kanye went on a Twitter rampage, tweeting 70 tweets in a matter of hours of just pure and total nonsense. Something on 107, Michael and Maddie. It is Thursday morning. Well, it feels like this is, well, it was a four-day week, I guess. So that's why the week is going by quickly. Uh, we're going to see some sun clouds today and highs up in the mid-40s. And we are at 36 now. Bringing your taste of Hollywood right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's Entertainment Update on the Michael and Maddie Show. Why do we got to mess with good things? Soon as Mickey Mouse becomes public domain, they're like, okay, boom, let's make some scary movies. The same day that the earliest iteration of Disney's most famous cartoon character enters the public domain, two films taking a horror twist on the character's sensibilities were revealed. Leading things off, Mickey's Mousetrap, a horror <laughs> flick based on Steamboat Willie. So Steamboat Willie made in 1928. It was the very first drawing of Mickey Mouse and entered the public domain on the first and then people have just been running rampant with this poor kid. Uh, the footage from the upcoming film, which is expected to be released in March of this year, sees. Wait, a, this is going to go commercial, like an actual. There movie. are two horror movies coming out. Oh, I was thinking it was just like an independent, like no, project. No. This is an actual. No, people were like, "I'm stealing Steamboat Willie because wow. I can't." Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's expected to be released in March, and it sees a group of teens in an arcade stumble across a blood-soaked jungle gym before cutting to a projector that is showing Steamboat Willie. Um, basically, it's a slasher film. Um, and then it looks like it is in company with another film that is currently unnamed, but it is based around Steamboat Willie. It is... No affiliation with Mickey's Mousetrap, but it does see the mouse tormenting passengers on a ferry. So, I just, people stink. <laughs> so, upon entering the public domain, um, Disney lost the copyright law protection that has allowed the studio total control over Steamboat Willie and that film's version of Mickey Mouse's likeness since 1928. Um, but don't be fooled. Mickey Mouse is still very much protected, yes. especially the modern Mickey 100%. Mouse. Um, so, Disney still retains copyright protection over the later Mickey Mouse. Yeah, so when he wears more, gloves. Yeah, the more recognizable the, Mickey Mouse, right. that is still very much theirs. Um, Disney still could sue over any perceived endorsement or affiliation with its brand, but the character itself, Steamboat Willie, is now public domain. 
Free game. Free game. Wow. So people got to make it weird. That's what they do. <laughs> They're like, oh, my childhood is available. Let's make it weird. In some ways, though, like the Steamboat Willie version, I think, is a, is more creepy than like the legit Mickey. I don't know. But there, also, Steamboat Willie like, is a part of their cute little intro to a lot of their movies. That's yeah. true. I the wonder. I, I wonder what they're gonna do with that. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they change it. I guess. I don't know where where this trend came from because they did it with Winnie the Pooh. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah that's people right. just make things weird, man. And there was one like, more, but it, it doesn't come to mind. Um. Well, Five Nights at Freddy's, but though th that's always been scary. That's true. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh is older than Mickey. I never really thought of that. Is it though? Yeah, I guess because the, the sure? Winnie the Pooh thing already happened. Because Winnie the Pooh was always colorized. But was and... that because it was public domain, or did somebody just decide to make a scary movie with him? I think like you'd, have have a, you'd have to. Well, uh, unless they got permission, you would have to get uh, permission for it. It looks like Winnie the Pooh was public domain in 2022 of Jan January of 2022. See, the second ago so was, it was public. A, year, a year older. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Who knew? Very weird. Who's next? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jack Black is not done making video game movies, and I'm here for that. He confirmed the rumors that he'd be starring in an upcoming film adaptation of Minecraft, posting a photo of himself reading Minecraft Basics for Dummies. An actor prepares, he wrote in the caption. Among those in the comments was Black's longtime Tenacious D bandmate and friend, Kyle Gass. Yeah. Um, he, who said, I may need to pick up a copy. Ooh. So I wonder if he's going to be joining in on Minecraft as well. Um, a lot of people are excited for this movie. Plot details um, are being kept very under wraps for now, but it's set to co-star oh, my husband, Jason Momoa. Emma Myers, Danielle Brooks, and Sebastian Eugene Hansen. Wow. A release year looking like 2025. And Jack Black will play the character of Steve. I don't know. Does that mean anything to you guys? <laughs> That's the guy. That is the He's guy? The guy. The, like the shooter guy? Is this a shooter game? I don't know. No, they build stuff. Yeah. They build Oh, my nephew loves this game. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I've never, I've never played this, and I don't understand it because he'll just be sitting there on his iPad playing it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. So, but I'm sure he's gonna love this movie. I, the I, the, the most violent part of it is like when you can kill the pigs and stuff like that. Okay, like that's okay, much it. got it, got it. Well, it makes sense to have Jack Black in it. I mean, he was in Kung Fu Panda. He was, was he in the Mario movie? Yeah, he was Bowser. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, he likes making these. I like that he likes making these because he's a very silly guy. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, I highly recommend it because it is hilarious. You hear this music? This is the only thing that kept us sane, you know, as my, my son went through the Minecraft phase. That's funny. Like, you can hear this for hours. It's like, all right. Yeah. <sighs> this was... It, rather than, like, annoying video game music. You know yeah, I mean? wh like, whoever made this video game was certainly a parent. <laughs> and, they were, and they were like, we got to keep this yeah. normal. I love it. So a lot of Britney Spears fans may have gotten their hopes up when rumors of a new album hit the interwebs, but she's saying that she has no intention to give us any more music. She denied that she was working on new material um, in a new Instagram post and instead declaring that she will, quote, never return to the music industry. Though she has been keeping busy as a ghostwriter for other artists. She said, just so we're clear, most of the news is trash. Uh, I guess she's referring to reports that her and Charlie XCX were about to collab on a new album. 
Um, she said, they keep saying I'm turning to random people to do an album. I will never return to the industry. Now, I wonder, does that mean if never returning to the music industry, does that include performing? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's the music industry. Yeah, I didn't know if it, she meant like just recording music or also performing music. It sounds like the only thing that she likes to do is ghostwrite, which I find interesting. I wonder who she's ghostwriting for. Yeah. Like, who, who is she ghostwriting for? I have to know. Jack Harlow. <laughs> like, I mean, what artist comes to mind that would even make sense? Somebody that would match with Britney's style that's that's current. That is current. Not Dua. She's, she's, yeah, she's too big. She doesn't, I don't think she'd need that. I think you're looking at somebody who's like up and cut, like a Tyla, something like that. Like Kenya Grace. <laughs> well, knows? maybe, yeah. Take, like, or like what about a, Tate McRae? Yes. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's a good one. Yes. That's actually maybe. a very good match. Maybe. I guess she's been secretly writing for many artists over the past two years. Uh, and while we would all love to see her on a new album, I know I would. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. So we're just going to have to live vicariously through her Instagram. More entertainment news on the Fun 107. And we will have more tickets for you to win as we get closer to that show. Going to be uh, sun, some sun and clouds today and highs in the mid-40s. Watching uh, the development of this storm that's heading our way for the weekend. Definitely going to be a storm. Not sure about where the rain-snow line is, though, but uh, it's expected to be snow. So we, we should be getting some plowable snow here this weekend. I was watching a, a TikTok last night. Uh, it was this fashion like girls going through the the different fashion that that's going to be coming out in for 2024 okay and i saw that just as i have switched over all my pants <laughs> to like the tight skinny jeans skinny skinny pants i guess nope now we're all going baggy it's been like baggy that pants. for a while now baggy pants not for guys oh for guys Hmm. So baggy pants now. I'm thriving. For 2024. Hmm. You're happy? Give me all the bags. I don't know how I feel about that. Really? For guys. Yeah, I don't either. Well, I lived through it. I mean, that was like the the the, the late 90s, early 2000s baggy yeah. pants. I don't know how I feel about that I coming agree. back. I'm not okay with it. How baggy, though? Because there's, you know there's two types. There's like, you know, like... Uh, the Jenko jeans? Yeah, or are we talking, talking about. about yeah. Are we talking about those? Or are we talking about... Boot cut jeans? What are we talking? I think we, well, I, I think it's baggy, like up in the thigh, too. Oh, well, that's weird. Because yeah. Jenko is just like two <laughs> cylindrical tubes. Like, that's, tubes. I think, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, come on. Jenko jeans. And yeah. then uh, I also saw that the long sleeve under the short sleeve is coming back. Oh. Long sleeve, like under a vest? No. Long sleeve under a short sleeve oh, shirt. Oh, no. You don't remember that trend? Yeah, like I that was early 2000s. Yeah, Punk. I don't think so. I'm not ready for that to come back again. <laughs> I'm, I'm more okay with that than the baggy jeans on men. Yeah, it just doesn't feel... it. But, but you know what it is? We're just it's, old. It, no. <laughs> is, that's all it is. No, here's what it is, is they've got to sell you whatever you don't have. Yeah. And we all fall in line with this garbage. So it's like now everybody's bought the skinny pants... Oh, no, now it's not skinny pants. Now it's big. <laughs> and we're so stupid. Well, it's just a revolving door. Fashion is a revolving door. It's, oh, it's happening. Aren't we behind the, the ball? Isn't like Paris or France like the ones who 100%. are? 100%. Well, well, yeah. Yes. Par par Paris is always the fashion's trendsetter. It's funny because I, I remember when, when I went to France uh, for the first time a few years ago, 
noticing, I actually noticed the the fashion, and then it was like a year later. Yeah. It, it ended up here in the United States. I think it's a little different now because of things like TikTok, and so trends are spreading faster. Yeah. But, yeah, Paris is definitely ahead of the game on that one. What trend would you never wear again? If any, if any trend from the 80s tries to come back, that's Absolutely kinda, not. Isn't that happening now, though? Like, uh, 80s and 90s so. throwback I stuff. think it's 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, 90s, yeah, is a, is a big one. But if somebody like tries, neon. if someone tries to bring back shoulder pads, I'm going to kill them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. So you're thinking about 80s fashion for, like, grown women. I was thinking about 80s fashion for younger, like, the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Like, because I was younger in the 80s, so, like... All 80s the fashion was stuff, terrible. All the Leg girls dressed warmers. Like, girls dressed like Madonna. Yeah, no. All set with that. <laughs> Lace. All set. Honestly, there's a lot of fashion trends that I hope to never see again, but... Like, what would you... I remember saying to my... I remember saying the one thing I would never wear would be bell bottoms, because, like, bell bottoms when I was... Oh, I love bell bottoms. Like, when I was young, <laughs> the bell bottoms were in the 70s, and I was like, never would I ever wear bell bottoms. And yeah, then, puddles like, are your enemy. <laughs> and then... You know, the late 90s came around and people were wearing bell bottoms and there I was uh -huh. wearing the bell bottoms. Ew, you wore bell bottoms? I, yeah, everybody did. Ew. I don't want to think about that, Michael. <laughs> Weird. I wore them with my uh, my Doc Martin uh, boots. No, you did not. Yeah. Pictures or it didn't happen. I was a Doc Martin guy, man. No, you were not. I, oh, those. Do you realize so. how big Doc Martens are? I Still? love those. Still? They're a great yeah. boot. They are. They are for women. My, my wife has <laughs> Oh man! My wife has a pair, and when she puts them on, she's like a totally different person. Like she's confident. More, 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 a little more militant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, more like fashionable. Ready to argue with anybody. Yeah, I'm throwing them away. Fun 107. That is Tyla and Water. It's Michael and Maddie and Ceci Del Carmen. Still saying it's about a 50 50 chance of uh, snow for the weekend. That's so bizarre. Looking at a Saturday, Sunday type of thing. So I heard it was definitely Saturday night into Sunday. Yes. Like Saturday snow is happening. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a storm. It, exactly. It's about it, it's a matter of how much, like you said, you know, will it change over to rain quickly and that kind of thing. They're calling it plowable. What does that mean? Six inches or more. It's light. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it, not going to keep you in your house. I want well, that. Well, no, I, I would say anything. It's six inches or more. You know what I mean? So something that you would have to use a plow to clear. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be, I like, I want to be able to be stuck inside. Like, I can't open the door. I yeah? miss those days. You really want that? I just, just one. And I mean, it's warm, you know, warmer this year. Snow will melt eventually. No. I say that. And then next thing you know, it's like a huge storm that nobody can get out. And I jinxed everything. I got to go check my snowblower. Because yeah, but you know what? If, yeah. if it doesn't work, it's too late. You know, like, speaking of snowblower, my stepdad bought one. I want to say like two years ago. Has not used it. Still in the box. Really? He bought it thinking like, all right, now's the time. And it must have been after a, it must have been after a storm. And he bought one, 
and he was like, this is a good purchase. Like, I will use this every year. That, Hasn't even had to use it yet. Yeah, that's the best way to stop the snow, by a snowblower. Exactly. It is 6.56 in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom this morning. We've got Phil Devitt. Authorities are looking for a man wanted in a Fall River shooting death. 26-year-old Tejon Saxon is facing an indictment for the murder of Diamante Odom in the city last year. Saxon is also wanted in connection with a double homicide in Fall River two years earlier, back in 2021. Anyone with info can call 855-627-6583 or use the Bristol County District Attorney's anonymous text tip line by texting the word Bristol to 274637. Three other men also face charges in connection with Odom's death. The man accused of killing a Seekonk family of three in Somerset on Christmas night is said to appear in court next week. 41-year-old Adam Gothier is charged with three counts each of manslaughter and motor vehicle homicide while operating under the influence. The migrant families being housed at Seaport Resort and Marina in Fairhaven will soon be moved out of town. The town getting word from the state this week. And once that happens, the seaport will no longer operate as a supplemental shelter. Massachusetts is among states losing the most population, according to a couple of reports. One from U-Haul indicates the Commonwealth has the second largest net loss in the country. A separate study from United Van Lines ranks Massachusetts seventh for an exodus of residents. A sandwich called the Chocorero is the best in Massachusetts, according to the website lovefood.com. It's a traditional Chilean sandwich filled with grilled steak, chicken, or both, along with tomatoes, steamed green beans, Munster cheese, mashed avocados, and a spicy secret sauce. It's available from a pushcart in Boston that lovefood.com described as the city's busiest sandwich spot. And Starbucks customers can now use their own clean personal cups when placing their drive through and mobile orders. The coffee chain made the announcement Wednesday, saying it's part of the company's plan to reduce waste by 50% by 2030. Customers wanting to use their own personal cups can either tell the barista when placing their orders in the drive through or by selecting the option in the app for mobile orders. Those who choose to use their own cups will get a 10-cent discount and 25 Starbucks rewards bonus stars. Starbucks said all standard size options and beverage formats are eligible for orders in a personal cup. In sports tonight, the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins square off at TD Garden. Puck drops at 7. And tomorrow night, the Garden home to the Boston Celtics as they play the Utah Jazz. We'll check your traffic and weather next. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for fun. Coming up in a few minutes, going to talk to Ceci Del Carmen about this weekend's snowstorm, Saturday night into Sunday. We'll find out... Uh, She's looking at the latest models about, you know, the, the rain snow line and all that and how much we can expect. That'll be coming up uh, shortly after 8 o'clock here on Michael and Maddie. Some of the best Michael and Maddie material happens while the songs are playing. And we just had a moment. You've got to share this with... Who, me? You. I, I'm just, like, shocked about what you just said about how you guys eat your dinners each night. Tell everybody what you just said. Ross and I tend to have different dinners. Every night? I would say so, yeah. So, like, you just both completely independently... Make our food. Wow, that is yeah. so inconvenient. Well, you have to remember, too, that I think it stems from the fact that he is typically on a fight camp diet. So, he consistently has to make certain foods. Like? 
Um, one of his big meals is like he likes to do chicken, veggies, and rice, and we'll mix it all together. And so you don't eat that? I don't want it every night. So I'll make something else. I'll make spaghetti, or I'll make you know salmon, or I'll so make. He eats that a lot when he's in fight camp. He does eat the same things over and over again when he's in <laughs> fight camp because he knows it works. But yeah. um, and I think through that we we created this dynamic of you make yours, I make mine. We also cook differently. So, like, he likes the way he does it over how I do it sometimes really? and vice versa. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just this weird culture we created in our home that just kind of works for us. Man, I'd be happy for anybody to cook to me. I, I don't care what it is. Just put food in front of me. I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> to be honest with I you. just, I don't know. It's just... So yeah. do you your own, do you like do your own fridge, grocery shopping? No, no, of course not. Okay. Our fridge looks like prepped. So it's just like a huge p Tupperware of meat, a huge Tupperware of peppers, a huge Tupperware of broccoli, cabbage, whatever, condiments. Like there's no prepared meals in our fridge. It's okay. all undone, if you will. And then whatever we want, we do a lot of stir fry. So, like, I'll stir fry mine, he'll stir fry his, and we'll eat. And, yeah, I don't know. That's just how it's always, we've been together for five-ish years. And wow. That's how it's been. You ever get jealous over something? So, like, say he's really, really strict on his diet, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have some chicken parm tonight. Well, I know better. I, I won't be ordering pizza and, you know, getting dessert when he's dialed in. Now, that's really in. considerate, but, honestly. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean that sincerely. Like, it, I find that, you know, hard sometimes. <laughs> like, if there are people in my life that are Well, I've gone eating. through it myself. When I lived with my parents, forget about it. Oh, my God. And I was on a fight camp, and I was eating fish and vegetables. My father would order takeout pizza and be like, oh, we're getting pizza tonight. Oh, just kidding. And, like, literally rub it in my face that oh, they were having man. pizza. So I know better not to do that. But I think it just, I don't know, it created this weird culture. I mean, you go out to eat every night. What's the difference? You guys don't have the same food. But you sure, don't get to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but if we have a meal at home, we're not cooking different meals. I guess. We're also really bad with leftovers. So it's like, See, I'm, if I cook something, if I, if I cook something, it will most likely go to waste because he will not eat it with me. So if I, like... I'm trying to think of an example here. The last, I made this like noodle dish with like mixed vegetables and an mm. Asian sauce and it was like delicious, but there was a lot of it. And he's like, yeah, it's not really my style. It's my and style. And so like it's he Michael won't style. eat it and it'll <laughs> go bad. So it's just like we created this. All right, tell you one. <laughs> I am you not cooking for you guys. Bring it in. <laughs> Absolutely not. We will figure something out about these leftovers. It's going to go to waste. It's going to go to the trash. Well, no, because we came up with a system where we just have, you know, our little Tupperwares. And I'm sure down the line it's going to change. I hope it'll change when we, you know, have a bigger family and I'll be cooking for more than one mouth and that sort of thing. But right now... That's just how it is. I don't know. I, I didn't even know it was weird until you looked at me like I had five heads. Well, because, like, say if you cook, Ross should do the dishes. That That's, that's what, how, how I proceed. It but it's not how it goes. Like, in my, if my wife cooks, I do the dishes. You know? Everything is everything in our wow. house. We both give 100%. Huh.
That is strict. Like well, very disciplined is what I'm saying. My offer remains. It's an open. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Offer. Yeah, I would. I would love to cook for you, you Michael. Can bring in whatever leftovers you want. <laughs> we'll take care of those. Seven fifty three. Ninety second news update from the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. Phil Devitt. The search is on for a Fall River murder suspect. 26-year-old Tejon Saxon is wanted in connection with the death of Diamante Odom. 23-year-old Odom was shot to death on County Street last May. Saxon is also wanted in connection with a double homicide in Fall River two years earlier. Three other men also face charges in Odom's death. Anyone with information about Saxon's whereabouts can contact the Bristol County District Attorney's Office. The man accused of killing a family of three in Somerset on Christmas night is set to appear in court next week. 41-year-old Adam Gauthier is charged with three counts each of manslaughter and motor vehicle homicide while operating under the influence. Police say Gauthier was driving on the wrong side of Veterans Memorial Bridge when he crashed head-on into an SUV. A Seacon couple and their grandson were killed and will be laid to rest together Friday following a service in Somerset. Gauthier being held on $100,000 bail. A water main break on Christmas Eve at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston caused disruptions to in vitro fertilization services. The break happened while repairs were being made to the water pipe on the eighth floor of the hospital. It took around 30 minutes for the water to be turned off, which led to damaged walls in the fertilization clinic. Hospital officials say all eggs and embryos are safe, but the storage tanks cannot be opened until repairs are complete. Claudine Gay says she plans to remain a Harvard faculty member after stepping down as president. She resigned amid controversy over recent congressional testimony tied to anti-Semitism on campus and plagiarism allegations. And a medical discovery from the University of California, San Diego, could eventually mean the end of acne. Researchers say they've created a vaccine that reduces inflammation, targeting the bacterial enzyme that causes acne. It's a big issue because as many as 70 to 80 percent of people develop acne at some point in their lives. UC San Diego researchers think their vax could hit the market in five to ten years. In sports, TD Garden plays home to the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Puck drops at 7. And tomorrow night, the Garden home to the Boston Celtics and the Utah Jazz. We'll check your traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie, and everybody's talking about this potential storm this weekend here in the South Coast. And to break it down, we've got Ceci Del Carmen over at the ABC6 Weather Center. Good morning, Ceci. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning, Maddie. So nice to be with you guys. And you know what? Isn't it so exciting? Everybody's worried back home, but uh, we know what to do when these type of systems uh, come to our area. It's New England. It's winter after all, and finally it's here, no? So as we get closer to the weekend, I'm sure you're getting a better feel of whether or not we're going to get a direct hit on this storm. What are you thinking? Is it going to be a mostly snow event, or is it going to be some rain mixed in, too? So what I'm thinking uh, for New Bedford, we could be in the area between one and three inches. Now, the problem is with New Bedford is that we would be around where that rain snow line is. That is very tricky because we're not sure if it'll move north of you or south of you or we'll be right on top of you. The problem with that is, is that's where the mix is. And Sunday night into Monday morning, the temperatures are going down. So we are probably not only thinking of a mixed situation of three inches of snow, and we know what that's like, but also freezing temperatures overnight, and that could be quite a headache for the commuters as we head into Monday morning. 
and also power outages. The wind will be picking up as well, and New Bedford is where we could be seeing those strong gusty winds that could also lead to some downed wires, some trees, some damage to trees. So there are some impacts that southern uh, parts of the state could be seeing more than if you lived in the interior. So when it starts to mix with that rain and snow, that's when the snow gets heavy and the lines come down. Absolutely, yes. And that is what we would be dealing with, yes. So it would be hazardous driving conditions and the potential for those power outages are the two main impacts that we're looking at. But right now, the jackpot where we're seeing the potential for more snow, that would be along central and western portions of Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, Worcester, Berkshires, and stuff like that. But for us, we would be probably along that line of more of a mix. All right, Ceci Del Carmen from the ABC6 Weather Center. Thanks for the update and keeping us informed. Have a great day, guys, and thank you for having me. And also, bundle up. It'll feel in the single digits tomorrow morning. The cold there setting the stage for the storm over the weekend. Have a good one. You too, Ceci. Thanks so much. And coming up in a few, we're going to talk to a 16-year-old that got accepted to college. Coming up in a few minutes here on Fun 107. 90-second news update now with Phil. Authorities are looking for a man wanted in a Fall River shooting death. 26-year-old Tejon Saxon is facing an indictment for the murder of Diamante Odom in the city last year. Saxon is also wanted in connection with a double homicide in Fall River two years earlier, back in 2021. Anyone with info can call 855-627-6583 or use the Bristol County District Attorney's anonymous text tip line by texting the word Bristol to 274 Seven. Three other men also face charges in connection with Odom's death. The man accused of killing a Seekonk family of three in Somerset on Christmas night is said to appear in court next week. 41-year-old Adam Gothier is charged with three counts each of manslaughter and motor vehicle homicide while operating under the influence. The migrant families being housed at Seaport Resort and Marina in Fairhaven will soon be moved out of town. The town getting word from the state this week. And once that happens, the seaport will no longer operate as a supplemental shelter. Massachusetts is among states losing the most population, according to a couple of reports. One from U-Haul indicates the Commonwealth has the second largest net loss in the country. A separate study from United Van Lines ranks Massachusetts seventh for an exodus of residents. A sandwich called the Chocorero is the best in Massachusetts, according to the website lovefood.com. It's a traditional Chilean sandwich filled with grilled steak, chicken, or both, along with tomatoes, steamed green beans, Munster cheese, mashed avocados, and a spicy secret sauce. It's available from a pushcart in Boston that lovefood.com described as the city's busiest sandwich spot. And Starbucks customers can now use their own clean personal cups when placing their drive through and mobile orders. The coffee chain made the announcement Wednesday, saying it's part of the company's plan to reduce waste by 50% by 2030. Customers wanting to use their own personal cups can either tell the barista when placing their orders in the drive through or by selecting the option in the app for mobile orders. Those who choose to use their own cups will get a 10-cent discount and 25 Starbucks rewards bonus stars. Starbucks said all standard size options and beverage formats are eligible for orders in a personal cup. In sports tonight, the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins square off at TD Garden. Puck drops at 7 and tomorrow night the Garden home to the Boston Celtics as they play the Utah Jazz. We'll check your traffic and weather next 
From the Chart Oaks Haver Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Phil and Maddie. So, Ceci Del Carmen telling us a couple minutes ago that uh, we are, can expect about one to three inches of snow at this time. It could change. The track of the storm could change, but one to three inches of snow expected here in the south coast. But the bigger problem will be uh, down power lines because of that. It's going to be a heavy snow and windy, so we should expect some power outages on Sunday. I'm curious how this is going to affect, uh, like, the coastal line, the beaches, especially. Like, right now, Westport's a mess. East Beach, Horseneck Beach recently had that storm, yeah, that surge. Are, yeah, right before Christmas, we had that big storm. East Beach Road is non-existent. So, yeah. and that's tough because, like, if you drive all the way down there, which is a far drive, you'd have to, like, turn around just to get to the other side. So, say you... Did you go down there for the polar plunge? I did. Did you actually go in? I did. Good. I did. I, that's how many years in a row now? Oh, 11, something like that. Good for you. But the problem is, is when that storm came and the surge and it pushed all the rocks and the pebbles up onto the beach. Now, Horseneck Beach does not, to my knowledge, get groomed. That's why if you're a local in Westport, you pay uh, like 20 to 30 bucks a season to go to Cherry and Webb. That's the nice beach. Okay, all sand, no rocks. Horseneck. They actually get out there and... and they do. Really? Nice rake job. And at Horseneck, I've never seen so many rocks. And I'm talking about the size of softballs. And it's just covered. East Beach is known for that. East Beach is just rock. You can't... I mean, you can not You can sit on it if you want, but you don't go there to lay out in the sun and, you know, sit in the sand. There's no sand. Horseneck Beach now looks like East Beach. It's all rocks. So, like, what is, what's going to happen in the summertime? Like, when people from Fall River, New Bedford, they go to Horseneck Beach, there's actually now less room for people to, to go and sit. And it gets pretty crowded. So, if you want to go into the water, yeah, there, there's a bunch of sand before it, but you have to cross over all wow. of these rocks. It's actually dangerous. I'm not looking at this picture you pulled up here. This is... Very like it, like you said, it really is all rocks except for this one area. What is that? Uh, that looks like from well, that's that's the riptide area. Bingo, no kidding. Bingo, it looks like somebody took a dump truck and just dropped rock everywhere. It's, it's all how the the waves fall, so it's like waves have patterns. <laughs> Roadie girl coming at you. <laughs> um, the waves have patterns, so there's certain riptide areas on the shore, and that's typically where you'll find. The lifeguard chairs as well, because they typically form in the same areas. That makes sense. Uh, and devil's advocate here, I do know that a lot of Rhode Island beaches get rocky just because of how many rainstorms or whatever and hurricane season, all that good stuff. And the current usually takes care of it on its own. Like Mother Nature usually fixes her own problem. True. With so that. you think they'll wash those huge softball sized rocks back though? They'll they'll start to bury in the sand and they'll start to get smooth. And so they won't really affect the beach part of it. I mean, that happens to the Rhode Island beaches a lot. I can't speak for Horseneck, but. I just thought, so we went to Horseneck last year for the plunge and noticed, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't, I was in Maine last year, but the year before, it was just sand. It was fine. This is just something I've noticed for the first time in the winter season that it is just loaded and covered in rock. It's not even enjoyable unless you're just, there to sit on the sand and soak in the sun. But if, if Maddie's right, like that would be great to by summertime if it just washes it away. If it, if it put it up on the beach, it has the power to take it away. Well, judging from this photo, like 
I don't think there's any amount of raking that could be done to rake that back. You would have to be a bulldozer to, to push that back Correct. in. Correct. Yeah. And I can't see that happening. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. A I, lot of a those process. rocks, though, will get pulled back into the ocean. Do you think that'll be in time for the summer? I don't know. I really don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question because I mean, who do you even ask about that? Like, uh, the state runs Horseneck Beach. They do, but they don't. It's not. It's not catered to. It's not. Uh, you know, groomed. It's just. Department I'll, I'll of honest. Natural Resources. No. Possibly. Possibly. But like, all I know is that like, I I don't I personally don't go there because of all the rocks and and the seaweed. Oh, don't even. I mean, the town the of Westport should have information on that. Like, who yeah. who is control of Horseneck Beach? Like, it's not like a lawless mm. beach. Somebody <laughs> somebody has to, yeah, like yeah. somebody has to be in charge of it. Let's put it this way: if you've ever stepped on a, a pile of rocks and it kind of like falls out underneath you, that's how bad these rocks were. Like, if you do not have water shoes. You're not walking across these rocks yeah, without pain. Interesting. It's, it's like Legos on a beach. <laughs> Nobody needs that in Westport right now. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk to a young lady from Rochester. At the age of 16, she got an acceptance letter to college. How awesome is that? That's coming up next on Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie and love spotlighting stories like this. This is a pretty inspiring uh, story out of Rochester where a 16-year-old Rochester girl has been accepted to college. Woo! Well done. Layla Trembley, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. So you got the news uh, over the holidays that you got accepted to what school? I got accepted into Bridgewater State University. Bridgewater State University. And and what do you want to study when you get there? Social work. I mean, how, how does this happen? Yeah. 16 years old and you're ready to head over to college. How, how did this all happen so early? I was kind of given a certain hand of cards and I just had to play them right. So I started in-person school and then I had to move on to online. So I was kind of given the opportunity to work at my own pace. Oh, so your pace is just faster than everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, um, I was not focused on school at all. I was pretty much like failing, like everything that you could fail. Like if failing lunch was an option, I was 100% doing it. <laughs> and then I openly, I got help and I really had to pull myself kind of out of the gutter because I realized that that's not what I want to do. And if anything, I kind of flip the cards back because now I want to help other people. I like that. First of all, I mean, you're up against the wall and instead of just giving up and falling down, you work through it. And, you know, obviously this is this has worked out pretty well for you. So how do you... You're failing sophomore year, so you must have had to redo sophomore year, then do junior year. Well, that's why I'm shocked, is, like, you had to redo a year, and you still finished early. Oh, yeah. I, during the days, I would be up with my brothers. I'd be helping around the house. But then as soon as everybody went to bed, I'd be up all, like, all night, up until the sunrise, working just to get uh, schoolwork done. Wow. And what was the goal here? Why did you want to finish so early? I'm a very, like, ambitious person, and when I have, like, a goal or something I want to do, I'm I'm very determined to get it done. And I think that, like, going into social work and helping people is something that I've kind of always wanted to do since I was a little girl. So as soon as I was handed the opportunity, I snatched it up. So when you go to Bridgewater State University, are you going to live away, first of all? I am. I'm starting in the fall. You're going to be a year younger than everybody else. Are you a little worried that you might not be mature enough? too worried about that i've always been told i'm a pretty mature person and i would say so myself i'm like, 
I'm a pretty good, responsible person, so I trust myself, and my mom trusts me, too. Well, that's all that matters. Congratulations on quite an accomplishment. I love that you never gave up and your hard work paid off. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Everybody says that, like, you're not alone, and it's really hard to believe, but, like, you truly aren't. And there's so many other people going through things, but it's so, so important to remember that there's people by your side and that there's the grass is always greener on the other side. Layla Trembley from Rochester got into school at the age of 16 and heading up to Bridgewater State University. Well done. You can read more about Layla on fun107.com this morning. Thanks a lot. Thanks, you guys.